theloveracing.nz update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz, racing's biggest fan. It's 10.03 here on SENZ and talk about a meeting of the minds, folks. Talk about a meeting of the minds. You're about to witness it. Uh, with your ears here, we've got Louis Herman Watt down in Christchurch with it. There's Stephen Hunt, who's raced down from Trentham because he's just been overseeing uh, some of the maintenance work on the extra starting gates, and he's been good enough to race down to Batoni uh, and join us as well. So all is good in the racing world, as we're about to hear. Louis, over to you. <laughs> yes, Smithy, you better... You better just stay on the sidelines for this one. Although, actually, maybe I have to jump on the sidelines as well because I tell you what, you have a couple of withdrawals, Smithy, and all of a sudden the um, the deposit bonus stop turning up in your emails, don't they? Um, morning, <laughs> Hunty. Uh, good, good, good to chat with you, mate. How are you doing? Are you good with yourself, mate? Yeah, we're in good spirits. It's all a bit of fun, although it wasn't much fun, and I was talking to you on Saturday afternoon. Gee, it was a tough watch for everyone, including you guys there. I mean... Uh, look, at least we've got a bit of quick resolution yesterday in the in the terms of they're going to be investing in these 18 gates, starting gates, 18 barrier starting gates, so NZTR not muck it around, but oh, what a tough look for New Zealand Racing. Hunter, you must have had head and hands like the rest of us. Yeah, I did, Louis. Look, uh, everybody comes out a loser, let's be honest, whether it was the connections of the horse uh, or the horses that were involved, in particular the punters, club, and the code in general. So, look, it wasn't a good look. Let's call it what it was. It was a farce. Um, and, uh, yeah, look, uh, NZTR, they had to be shown, uh, to be seen to show a little bit of initiative in the last 24 hours. You mentioned the new starting gates, which is on the horizon, uh, 14 out to 18, depending on the on the clubs or what tracks they're going to be used at. But in the immediate future, we'll be going to 14 horse fields in terms of a limit at Trentham in the, in the next coming months. But... Um, Look, let's uh, let's look at it as a race, Louis, uh, and move away from the dramas. Uh, look, I look at it as a whole. Into the 600, they've gone out 60-33, which is 7.8 above open class. Now, if you look at the the way the race shape unfolded, um, it couldn't have, it couldn't have worked out better for those three horses that uh, weren't affected uh, by the false start. And because I say yeah. that, it's because they've gone out at very strong tempo. Those horses that have run to 300 metres. Um, prior to the to round two, um, it just wasn't the race shape that was ideal suit or hey, ideally suited for those horses. Hunty, so. on that, do you think because this is pertinent, and I haven't asked him, I haven't spoken to him, I don't know. Do you think Vinny did that intentionally, knowing that he had the extra petrol and and poured it on a little bit because he did come round and he did he was happy to sit there and eyeball for a while before he got around to sit outside the leader, wasn't he? Well, let's, let's give Vinny credit. Uh, I think let's give him credit. Uh, like I say, I haven't spoken to Vinny, and uh, yourself haven't, but let's give him credit that that was plan B. Plan A might not have been to go that forward or show that much intent on Desert Lightning. Oh, he'd draw an awkward gate, as we know, and I thought he was going to show some sort of intent, but possibly be in the first six to eight with one off, maybe two off with cover. Uh, but as you see what unfolded, he was second outer, um, outside town crier, who was always going to be the leader, even though it was... Uh, round two, he was always going to go forward Jonathan Parks on town cry because that's his 
that's his race shape, that's his style. Uh, but let's give credit to Vinny that he had plenty of time, 10 odd minutes, to think about it on top of the horse and go, right, mm. let's see what I can do to really affect the horses that have already been out of the machine, gallop two, 300 metres down the track. Let's put the acid on. Let's make them run a true 1,600 metres, and that's what's eventuated. And Desert Lightning, I've got no doubt that was the reason why he won the race. Yeah, uh, really good. And it, she get, get uh, the ride gets better and better the more you think about it, doesn't it? So, um, hey, and, and we've spoken about this horse previously. Like you returned to racing, you were big on him that day. Um, we were very curious around the wet track. They ran him. I mean, he's a, trop- a proper Group One winner, so no issue with the winner at all. Um, gee, there's some performances on the day captured by Love in the Wakefield Challenge Stakes. Just a, like it, it's like Tiako poetry, wasn't it? OP as quiet as a church mouse having a look over his shoulder and she's a big, beautiful two-year-old filly. She's got a chest on her, doesn't she? She's a ripper. Um, she was very professional. She'd had that trip away over the hill here at Nico and got the job done in a small field. And Opie elected to ride the filly uh, by Written Tycoon, and she stacked them up. Uh, look, they haven't gone extremely hard to the 600 down the chute, but they've come home in 32-36 off the front, and that's by a lot of her work captured by Love. And I'd say there'd be a plenty of connections. Looking at the NZTR website after she won that race to see if she was eligible for the Karaka Million, she is not. Um, but we might get a mouthwatering clash on the 1st of January between her and Valacious and the two-year-old Eclipse. Oh, that'll be a ripper. Um, Manifique, 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 Manifique. You mentioned it, the, the Wellington guy's got the price wrong here and the punters let you know about it. The SP is quite incredible, actually. A dollar eighty, and I just I still can't believe the nature in which she won. What, what, did, the, what did the speed rating come up with? I mean, because it, it, it was just the perfect ride. I mean, put to sleep midfield, did no work. But by the time she, she kind of swooped on them at the top of the straight, it was over. She sorted them so fast. Did they go quick? Because there was a bit from memory. They were contesting the lead early on, weren't they? They've gone a fraction below standard to the 600, minus 1.1. So they've run basically even times, give and take, to the 600. They've come home in a very solid uh, 34.26, Louis, and that's all been the, the business of Manifique, because as you say, she just about hit the front at the 600. She was definitely in mm. front at the 400-metre mark, um, and she was exposed, and she just ran away and hid. The overall speed rating was 1.2 lengths above rating 79 grade, so there's plenty of options now with Manifique. We talk about the penny has finally dropped. She showed ability last preparation. She just had a few bad lucks in running. She probably wasn't a, a furnished mare 12 months ago, uh, but the Pedigree starting to, to really shine through. We know the Mia, she's sensational, was a dual Group 1 winner, a multiple Group 1 winner over 12, well, not 12 at Group 1, but she won over 1,200 metres. She was so versatile and then won at the Elite Company in an Auckland Cup over two miles. So there's a lot of doors opening for Manifique. I think the immediate future is a Manawatu Cup in a couple of weeks' time back at Trentham. Look, she got seven rating points on the back of that win on Saturday, uh, Louis. So she goes to 81 rating points. She gets that 2kg mirror allowance, obviously, but she'll need the presence of a horse that somewhere sits between 90 or 95 just to get that weight down. Uh, I'm thinking of possibly a Colorado star who sits at a, of a 95 rating, might be uh, heading towards a Manawatu two cup. So that will obviously help Manifique to get down to that, that lightweight range. Uh, but she might be just too, too good, uh, regardless what? if she carries... 55, 56, somewhere in that middle range, and she may be just too good, but she, she's a very, very promising star in the making over the Christmas New Year time. 
Well, I guarantee we won't get a price like that again. Um, and I, I guess <laughs> the, the only thing is, Peter did him, I read during the week, was mindful that she's not huge at the moment. You know, she's only still lightly raced and she's maybe a year away from a Cups race. So they won't, they don't want to saddle her with a big weight. So we'll watch and see there. Um, look, kind thoughts, Tarazito Sleeper, that May special maiden, what a, what a great field it was. And that just stood up. I reckon that'll be a big form race to follow. The Hottie... Wool fresh up. I, I know you would have seen her, watched her, um, her win at seventy-five grade last time in when she went away for a spell. After that, she kind of made a run. I think Sam Collett rode her. She made a run from pretty much the eight hundred, one sustained gallop. I mean, this was just a beautiful ride by McNabb. But man, fresh up, and apparently Robbie hadn't even been that tough on her in, in the lead up to it. So here's a mare with uh, plenty to give over the over the summer months as well. Isn't his team flying with a bunch of these up and comers? Yeah, he's, he's had a fantastic 12, 18 months, the strike rate, the return on investment. It's all very positive for you if you want to follow the Robbie Patterson stable. And you can back his horses with a little bit of confidence when they resume. His, uh, his uh, profit on turnover when uh, horses resuming is right up there, better than second and third up. So um, oh. the overall strike rate is very good when it comes to the Robbie Patterson stable, but he is a stable that you can back with a little bit of confidence, and we saw that with the hottie. You know, he may have said that the horse might possibly was underdone leading into Trentham, but that gives you encouragement to back this horse second or third up this preparation. But, look, they've gone out uh, to the 648.09, which was well above the open class of 4.8 left. So it did really stood up for those horses that were just off speed or in that middle neutral position. They've come home 1.6 lengths below open class. The overall speed running very healthy, 2.7 lengths above 75 grade, and rated six lengths stronger than the three-year-old uh, race early in the day, race one, the 1,400 metre there. So a lot of positive around the hottie and he's definitely well, she's definitely one to follow definitely Louis OK let's go to Pukekohe and finish there um, Tara Matika I was giving you a bit of a hard time about the price you, you opened up her about um, all good fun but she just looked like she had massive upside over ground so again um, looking towards the Queen Elizabeth probably because uh, it looks like Ekokate will be going to the the group one the Zabiel so Cambridge stud they'll have um, some serious representation at, at Pukekohe as you'd expect over those 2000 metre plus races this summer yeah, she had to chase the hot speed set up by Segundo at Extra so she was in that awkward position where she just had to chase it she was uh, by her lonesome in that third position good ride get back great forward. ride um, it was a good ride. It was a good ride. But I think the uh, the win, if you look at the numbers, uh, it was added a merit because they've gone out, as I say, extremely hard. 21 lengths above open class to the 600 set, set up by Segunto, etc. So it really did uh, suit for those horses coming off speed. As I say, she was just in a bit of no man's land, Terra Matika, chasing that hot speed in that third slot. She finally found that slipstream just coming around the turn, and she... she powered over arrivals in the last furlong or two. The last 600 they've come home in 36.57, which is a game was two seconds slower. First the rating 75-2-1, which you expect off a very, very solid tempo. So, yeah, look, she's got plenty of upside. You mentioned she's come over from Europe, uh, Europe uh, Cambridge Stud. They've identified her as a potential broodmare down the down the years to come, and if she can pick up some black type, valuable black type, well, she may be going to one of her, or one of the high-profile stallions at Cambridge start in the years to come. So, a QE2 looks realistic in the near future, um, and uh, look, she's got one with plenty of upside. As you say, all her European form, Louis, was over 2,000 plus, so she was hitting that sweet spot on Saturday. Just out of that race, I thought Zagunto was one to follow. He was the horse that was setting up a very solid tempo. 
He looks right on song to go back left-handed and defend his mana with two cup. I'm not saying he'll beat Manafik on the weight scale, but he will give Manafik something to chase at Trentham. He is going as good as he's ever gone, and as I say, he won the mana with two cup 12 months ago, so Gunzo looks right on song to defend that crown in two weeks. Okay, very, very good information. Hey, uh, Flamebird bounced back. That was awesome to see. Arby ran a massive race. There was stable confidence. And look, Adam I am won't lose any admirers because I think Jasmine Fawcett was pretty kind on him knowing that he's got bigger fish to fry later on um, and he obviously came widest. Now, I just want to finish up with the Group 3 Bone Crusher Stakes with you here, Stephen. Lupo, Solitario or Kestrel, it was just a fantastic race where two really good three-year-olds went to war. I was so pleased for Orchestral and Roger and Robert because she looks to be what we thought she was because I think to push Lupo Solitario fresh like that who is a proper three-year-old means that she's going to get better and progress um did they run time did it did it impress you in the numbers look solid numbers uh, the overall speed rating was a half a length below standard um uh, for the group three level for the three-year-olds but no real knock there Look, they've gone out extremely slow. That was the race shape. Uh, Tonya's Dragon was always going to get a default lead there uh, with Narajan Palmer aboard. Um, so they've crawled to the 600 at 49.27, 8.7 lengths below open class, and they've flashed home 33.38. So it suited those horses on speed. Lupo, who trailed in that position, I thought it was a gun ride from Ryan Nine. It was going to be quite tactical in a small field. He opted just to hold that trailing position, got the gap on the inner. Look, I'm really looking forward to Lupo and a strong... 14, 1,600-metre race. All his races, in particular in his last start on Saturday, but also in the south and at Tarapa, have been tactical, crawl, sprint home affairs. I'm waiting for the source. I think he'll be lethal, Louis, on a hot tempo, being able to sit in that more neutral position and chase a hot leader at the top of the straight. I'm just looking forward to that. It could be on Christmas, on Boxing Day, around that particular uh, potential uh, card, but also it could be later in the track down in January in the Karaka 3-0 Classic. On Orchestral, look, she was first up. She was a little bit vulnerable. The money wasn't there to indicate she was ready to go first up, and she's run a ripper as well, considering she was, as I say, uh, a few months off the scene. So two horses that stretched out to the back of the field. I think the third horse was three or four lengths off the first two, so that indicates those two have just got classes above the rest of their rivals in that particular race. So orchestral head to the eight carat. And what a mouth-watering clash that could be. You talk about Molly Bloom, Glamour Tycoon, some of the fillies. They're really starting to gravitate and come towards our... Uh, uh, look, our elite, uh, we thought maybe a few months ago the Phillies were a, a bunch lot, but I think they're really starting to rise to the cream of the crop, our top three or four. Very, very exciting, mate. Great to chat. Thank you for your time this morning, and uh, you can get back down to the wiring of those gates so Smithy can be nice and happy with you. <laughs> Cheers, hunty. <laughs> Cheers, mate. See ya. Very good. Yeah, interesting. Very, very good. Uh, good uh, review of what happened over the weekend, and uh, 